0: Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 296 of We Podcast and We Know Things, where we recap all of the week's nerdy news. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me is almost always the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matora.
1: It's a 96.
0: <laughs>
1: it, it could be my last time saying it. We're not going to reach 396 for a long, long time if we ever do
0: well, remember when we get three hundred, we're not numerically not doing numerical episodes anymore. So yeah, that's the last. Oh, time. So
1: it is, okay, see, see, it was perfect. It is my last time saying it.
0: There you go. It's our last time. It's an it's a new car. It's a ninety six. If you have to figure out what we're talking about, Google it and then be surprised. It's great. It's uh, we funny. got a funny. yeah. We got a packed show for you tonight. Uh, Picks of the week, trivia, fifteen to fifteen, TV. We have Lord of the Rings, House of the Dragon, Resident Evil, the MCU, Twisted Metal, Daniel Stern, which is where our top three is going to lie. That's right. He's a
1: treasure. He is a treasure.
0: I put it out on our social media that we're going to be talking about Daniel Stern. Yep. And we weren't lying. That's where our top three is going to lie. Harley Quinn will round out the TV. Sam will take over in gaming. Splatoon 3. uh, PlayStation made another acquisition. Xbox confirmed some Game Pass games that are pretty big. We kind of figured, but now it's confirmed and Ubisoft announced a new game. So we'll talk about that in gaming, in movies, some really bad news, uh, for DC and the DC fandom before some potentially good news for the future of DC films before Sam brings us home with a CGC TCG, right? CGC TCG tonight.
1: CGC spotlight. OG, OG, wait, I forgot how you word it. OG, is it the, CGC. Is it the OG spotlight.
0: CGC, not the TCG, yes. right? Yes, it's, okay. a com- it's a comic. Okay, so we got the OG CGC spotlight tonight, but let's start where we customarily do our picks of the week.
1: Pick of the week this week is a movie, and I'm not, I'm not going to come out and say like this was this was a 10 out of 10 movie. No, it wasn't a 10 out of 10. This was probably like a, a 7 out of 10. The, the ending. Really got me. Really, I I actually explained this movie. I was talking to a buddy. He watched, I think, a quarter of it and he stopped. And I was like, Oh, you should have finished it. And he's like, Tell tell me the ending. I don't know if I want to go back. And I told him, He's like, God damn it. I should have just finished it. I was like, I told you. I was like, It's you got to stay for this. Basically, the ending. I thought it was good. It's on Amazon Prime. It's called Samaritan.
0: Ah, sly. This
1: is, yep. This is Sylvester Stallone and actually P. Lou Asbach. If you remember him, he was Euron Greyjoy in Game of Thrones.
0: Yeah, and he looks a lot different in this movie.
1: Yes, oh yes, he he plays Cyrus. He definitely looks a lot different. Um, young kid uh, Javon Walton, he plays young Sam. I never heard of him, so he's definitely a, a new coming up in actor. But he he was he was pretty good. Again, child actors, you know, I felt he he has potential. But Stallone, this movie is like a uh, a, a gritty, you know, I guess a superhero take where this kid suspects that his neighbor could potentially be Samaritan, who was this hero who hasn't been seen in like 20, 25 years. And eventually he does f- f- find out that he, he is, a, he was like this guy with powers and, um you know, kind of, you see where he's struggling, him and his mom are struggling to survive of getting to, trying to get evicted from their apartment. He's, they're trying to make ends meet and he's getting picked on and, and just kind of how, you know, again, it could be me being, you know, from Philly, loving Sylvester Stallone, Rocky, Rambo, you name it. He's been in a gazillion movies. But it, it wasn't, you know, your, your tip. This won't be on my, you know, top three movie of the year or anything. But this was something that it, it wasn't long. It was an hour and 38 minutes. It's only got a 39% on Rotten Tomatoes. So like I said, it's definitely no 10 out of 10. I, I enjoyed it for what it was. I, if I did go back and watch, it would probably just be just be for that end part because I I thought that was just like a nice tag what they did, um. But again, you know, if, if you like the real gritty, I think I think this is I don't know if it was rated R or PG thirteen, but it was it was just a, a different role that you you don't see Sylvester Stallone taking. Yeah, he was Judge Dredd and everything, but like that. But this was something a little bit different. But I I think it's worth it. if you have Amazon Prime, there's a million things out. I get it, but if you like Sly, support them. It's called it Samaritan.
0: Uh, yeah, mine is. Um, also something that I'm at like a seven out of 10 on, and okay. I liked it. It's not going to be on my end of the year list, but it's this. it's source materials. One of my favorite things of all time. And I think they do a pretty good job with the T- TV adaptation. And it's also on prime. I'm talking about a league of their own, uh, a league of their Own's prime series is like. It's divisive. Yeah, it's. I-
1: yeah, I've Go heard ahead. very. I've heard like I think it was Bob Snyder who like absolutely like, hated it. And I heard well, other
0: people. Not, uh, Bob Snyder's opinion on this doesn't matter to me. I mean, like, okay. there's no reason to absolutely hate it. There's zero. I don't care what you okay. say. There's no reason to hate it. And that's the only reason I can think of you hate it is if you and that's no offense to Bob. I just mean his opinion on this. It's There's no reason to hate it outside of it's not the movie. Like, no shit, it's not the movie. There are no characters from the movie. The movie does not exist in this show. Yeah, It is literal retelling of the concept, put it on a TV series outside of, like, uh, a movie. And it is not for, like, the male audience. This is, this is definitely a show centered around the LGBT community, and there is a lot of that in there, And I think there's a lot of old white men who are like, oh, I don't like that. I had reviews because there's two women kissing like that's That's just a, it's a different telling of the story. There is no Tom Hanks, which is he is the fucking man. And the best part about my favorite sports movie of all time, A League of Their Own. But no, the coach this time, it's Nick Offerman. So it's not like nice, it's a nice. steep drop off. Like yeah. he's really really good. And yeah, it doesn't have Pretty Dottie Henson and Kit and Marla Hooch, but it does have a decent cast of characters for the team. Like I'm there a little bit. I'm and the story goes bigger than baseball. Obviously, when you have a TV series that's 10 episodes, or it's actually only 8. Like you can't focus on just baseball, kind of like the movie did. There's personal stories going in here and like It's fine. I will say this. The CG when they're playing baseball is She-Hulk bad. Uh, Like like when a pitcher throws a pitch, dude, they fast forward her arm motion like a hundred times and you can just so clearly see it being sped up. And then there's this fake ass ball that zooms across the screen and then the catcher catches it and then puts her hand over the catcher's mitt. And, like, hides the fact that there ain't no ball there. And it was all supposed to be CG. So, like, you know, I wish they would have had a glove, a ball in her glove the whole time. And then they could have just done that with the editing. But, like, when they're playing baseball, especially in the early episodes, it looks funky. Like, funky. Funky. Mm -hmm. Say it loud. It's fucked. I don't like that. The, The baseball is not my favorite. But... It is a fun retelling of a story that you know. It's the Rockford Peaches, just like the movie. There's a candy bar man who owns the team, just like the movie. There's a coach who used to play in the majors but burnt out, just like the movie. But they're not named Jimmy Dugan and Walter Harvey. It's completely different characters. So it's kind of get your mind away from this is the movie over an eight-episode stretch. It is a completely different thing just based on the same source material and when you can wrap your head around that and the fact that there are a lot of um uh, non-heterosexual relationships that form and it's that that is definitely the audience that this sways to well then you'll be fine old white men you'll be fine um i think it's a fine series i don't hate it i don't love it it's kind of almost what i wanted not quite as good as i was hoping but it's solid it could be worse and for that alone because the only other two things i watched and played this week were things that i already have and i'm re-going through them because ashley wants to watch them that's really it this was this was my pick of the week this week so a league of their own on prime all eight episodes are available when you go to watch was it samaritan yeah and then you go to watch lord of the rings tonight and you're done and you're like what now there's eight episodes of a Pretty good, solid baseball drama show. A League of Their Own on Prime. Check it out. So with that, <clears throat> let's go trivia. 15 for 15. My ha- uh, my question for you is House of the Dragon related. And it's, it's pretty easy. It's about the only question I would know if I were you. Uh, House of the Dragon takes place in the year 112 AC. How many years is that before the birth of Daenerys?
1: Well, didn't they say it on the thing?
0: Yep, <laughs> that's what I mean. Very simple. Like if you watched the first episode and just looked at the screen, you'd Was it know. Was like one hundred
1: and seventy six, one hundred
0: seventy two, one hundred and seventy two.
1: So within five doesn't count.
0: No, no. If they if they didn't put it on the screen, all right. all I'd all have right. been I'll like a little it. bit uh, more.
1: Just went for it anyway. I didn't even really think about it, but it's all right. All right, no problem. All right, here you go. Who was Daredevil's first comic book criminal nemesis? I don't know. Can I have the answers? It is A, The Fixer, B, Typhoid Mary, C, The L, D, Purple Man.
0: God, I don't know any of that. I'm going to go with... That's
1: why I left out Kingpin. I didn't even want to play that game.
0: Typhoid Mixer? Is that a thing you said?
1: (laughs) Is that what you said? No, no. You you combine you okay. A is the fixer. B is typhoid Mary. You literally combine the two.
0: (laughs) That one, Mary, Mary. Quite contrary. That one. You were close. It was the fixer.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So when you when you said it, I was like, huh? I had to look at my notes. (laughs) (laughs)
0: All right. It remains 15 to 15 in our race to 11 win by two. I wonder if we're going to win this goddamn game before episode 300. We don't have too much time (laughs) left to do that. Uh, Jeez Louise, as we go into TV, this one's just a quick reminder and we had mentioned it just a second ago in picks of the week uh lord of the rings rings of power is available now as a matter of fact 25 minutes from the time we are saying this as we're recording it will be available so when we're done recording it might just be my show while i'm editing i want to watch it pretty pretty bad i just don't uh it's like one of those shows where i want to watch it but i don't care about it until it's on like i don't think about it i'm not hyped about it but i'll watch it
1: i mean i i love that you're you're, 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 you want to watch this even before you've never even seen the hobbit or lord of the rings like this is nah. this takes place thousands of years before the hobbit and the lord of the rings so it's like you're not getting spoiled by anything i i i see the i see the reviews are good it looks like the first episode is an 83% and the second episode is 84% so like th- this shows a huge risk for amazon because you think remember they bought the rights for 250 million and then basically making a five season production commitment for basically one billion one billion dollars making it the most expensive Telvin series ever made. So I just I hope that it continues. That it doesn't just kinda of go up and downhill. I am excited. I hope to I will definitely have the first two episodes watched for next spot.
0: Yeah, me too. And I think that's part of the driving force of why I want to watch it. But it's just it's again, it's one of those shows where like if if I miss it, oh, okay, I'll I'll get to it. But I'm kind of there for it. I, it's also going to be one of those shows where it's got about fifteen minutes to get me, yeah. Or I'll just, I'll just leave. I mean, they, they're, they're, they they have to,
1: I mean, they probably have to set up so much. I mean, their their cast looks pretty, pretty husky for you know. It looks like a, like a fifteen people main cast, and yeah. there's only eight episodes, so it's you know, yeah, not, not much.
0: We uh, I repurchased Hulu uh, because there's just so many things in that service that we want to watch. And so, like, Ashley said, hey, I want to watch our only, only Murders in the Building. So we started that. And then she said, well, I also want to watch The Bear. And I watched that already. So I was like, yeah, fuck it. Let's watch that. And then she wants to watch Cherry or not. It might not be what it's called. I can't remember. Jessica Biel. Um, that's, we'll watch that. And then The Patient just dropped with Steve Carell, where the guy is yeah. going to see a psychiatrist, but he, he actually holds him hostage. And so then we want to watch that. And then Mike came out. August twenty fifth, which is the Mike Tyson show. We want to watch that? So yeah, Hulu's even, got even, some bangers going on right
1: now. Even though I did watch the first episode of, of the Mike thing, I is it good? I did like it. The guy, look at him. He looks like a, a mix of Fifty Cent and he Mike Tyson. Like,
0: he does look 50. like Fiddy a little bit.
1: It, it, it's it's a mix of both. So, like once you get past that, even though Mike Tyson like swore by it, like told everyone don't watch it because Hulu didn't have his permission. Like so, I I, I felt kind of weird. Like damn. Mike told me not to watch it, and I'm watching it. But, like, the first episode, it, it, it was good. It, it definitely kind of – I would go back and watch more.
0: Trevante Rhodes plays yeah. Mike. He was in Moonlight, The Predator, uh, Bird Box, 12 Strong, Smartass. So he's been in some good stuff. Um, yeah. Westworld, he was in one episode of Westworld. So, and and, and yeah, real quick, I it.
1: see the composer for the the Lord of the Rings show, is it Bear McCreary? Who's yeah, the, the God of War. Yeah, God of War Ragnarok. So I'm um, okay. Got a and, the of War. and the original God of War.
0: And the original God War. Well, God of War 2018. Yes, yeah. correct. Yeah. By the way, go watch Raising Kratos. Like, if you're ready for Ragnarok, go watch Raising Kratos. What a great documentary.
1: Um, and also, I told you, but I did pre-order my uh, God of War Ragnarok. Hopefully, it'll be here day of release.
0: Nice. I'm. I'm still slacking. I haven't even done Pokemon yet, so I'm definitely. Uh, <sighs> i'm definitely i just don't feel like pre-ordering it if i wasn't buying a double pack i probably wouldn't pre-order it but i feel like the double pack might not be available at a lot of places on launch day so i pretty much have to do that god of war i probably won't i'll just go out that morning say i'm going to get coffee but i'll go to target and i'll buy a game and she won't know and then i'll come home and i'll have it in my pocket and she'll say why'd you take so long and i'll say the line was crazy. Yeah. Here, babe, here's your coffee. <laughs> and that'll be that. Uh, anyway, moving forward, speaking of House of the Dragon, which um, is off to a great start. Episode two was really, really good as well. It is has uh, been renewed officially for season two. So like the least shocking news on the planet. But also it has lost one of its two showrunners. Uh, Miguel Sapochnik, as a matter of fact, who was a massive, massive, massive influence and, and um, uh, popular director on the original Game of Thrones. He directed like some of, if not the biggest battle episodes, including some of the bullshit in, in season eight. But I more attribute that to the writing uh, than the direction because some of those shots were still stunning. And so like... Uh, you know, it was off to such a great start. They're going to lose an OG. They're going to lose a huge name. It's almost like if it's almost like if Peter Gould left Breaking yeah. Bad. Uh, it's not quite that, but this is huge. Now they are the other showrunner. I cannot recall. Um, they'll be fine. He'll he'll continue to showrun, and they brought in a new executive producer, Alan something or something, Alan, and maybe Alan Taylor, I believe. But he will then become an executive producer on the show. So while it will continue in S2 with just one showrunner, it was already the showrunner. So it's not like they're bringing in brand new ones or even a replacement for Sapochnik. And then they'll have somebody come in and be the EP for S2. So we got a lot of good stuff, a lot of mixed feelings on this. But episode two, I thought was really good. Uh, Did it stick the landing for you as well?
1: Yeah, I, I just I just thought episode two was okay. They're, they're again they're they're setting up. It's you know it, it just bringing me back to old Game of Thrones. I've, I'm again I'm always comparing characters. Oh, he reminds me of this little figure. Like like I said the last time, I think it, I'd probably I think I like the first episode a little bit more than I like the second one.
0: Me too. Me you know, too. Uh, but I still think it was incredibly strong. Like it's- it, it
1: was. They're they're, they're setting everything. again. They're, they are they they know what they're doing. Again, like you said, the showrunners. I hopefully they're. Like, I'm sure this guy is going to get set up. HBO is going to set him up for, an, for the next show. That's probably why they're moving him. They probably feel that the show is already in capable hands. And well, that, Sapochnik
0: it, signed a deal, a hmm. first look deal with HBO, where he's going to have great influence over a multitude of upcoming HBO series. So he's getting his hand in a whole bunch of cookie jars.
1: Yeah. So he probably got a nice little pay Say So hey, that, that's oh, yeah. great. So it makes me feel comfortable that they feel comfortable about this first season. Obviously, already getting approved for that second season, and looking at the viewership for the second episode, ten point two million U.S. viewers on all platforms. So it's pretty good. And reviews. That's only
0: for the. That's only for the first twenty four hours, though. It ended up being twenty something for E one, and I'm sure it'll be twenty something for E two as well. It actually had two hundred thousand more viewers for E two than E one, and usually it falls off a little bit as a season goes. So that's really good news that this even got an uptick in viewers. I think a lot of people just didn't realize it was out. I mean, or
1: now they realize that's how people are starting to renew or, or buy subscriptions and, and like review wise, it's still like 85, 90%. So it's, it's good to see.
0: Well, you figure too, you had 10 million night one in the U S alone. Right. And then you still had, you ended with 20, those next six days. So people were like, Oh fuck. This thing's back. It's, it's here already. Let me go watch it. And now I'm going to watch E2 live yeah. because I'm caught up. So and, I think that was just a case of, like you said, people realizing it, people yep. subscribing to watch it. So, yeah, HBO – as many follies as Warner Brothers is making, they're in a good spot with, with House of the Dragon.
1: Yeah, and you said they were, after one week of availability to the first episode, it rose to nearly 25 million U.S. across all platforms.
0: Wow. Yeah, which is crazy. That's just in the United States, too. Yep. Like, man, that doesn't even count Canada. Like, that's wild to me. The
1: weight, the weight of House of the Dragon?
0: Oh, man and it's delivering so far and it's setting up to be you know with that ending for season two a wild ride that i'm completely here for so looking forward to that uh netflix however has canceled yet another show after season one this one though i will say it was probably justified netflix's resident evil series has been canceled after just one season
1: yeah i i did watch the show eight episodes the only it sucked dude it sucked the only thing i say i can like i like lance reddick I liked his performance yeah. of, of, the, of the dual of the dual roles. Yeah. I I, I that that's it. Be- besides that, I, I feel like you could have just dumped this cause this was so loosely based. All I mean of course I like when they said Raccoon City. Of course, who wouldn't like shit like that? But again, I feel like the Resident Evil, they dropped the ball again. Hopefully they can regroup in another couple of years they can try again.
0: I see I'm good. I don't you need to try to- again. I'm good. So
1: you're you're good to never see Resident Evil like Resident no, Evil. No, I
0: play the games. You don't. So I'm good. I'll just play the games. I can't wait for Resident Evil Four remake. That's going to be potentially my game of the year next year. Maybe Breath of the Wild too. Like it's right up there. Like you don't. And I'm not saying that is a bad thing that you don't play the games. But like I get plenty of Resident Evil. I'm good.
1: True. True. So.
0: Uh, I, I'm good with bad retellings. Let's just stop wasting my fucking time in a world that has the T virus. They mentioned COVID on the show. Like, are you going to compare those things? Like, isn't the T virus bad enough? Now you're going to bring in the thing that killed 2 million plus Americans. Like, are we really going to go there? Nah, I'm good. I'm good with my TV shows not bringing COVID in. The Morning Show did it. Grey's Anatomy has done it. This show did it. Let's stop. <laughs> I want to get out of this fucking world. I don't want to go back into it for God's yeah, sake. I'm
1: tired of hearing Raccoon City.
0: Uh, yeah, right? Like, Give me all the T-virus. I want people turning into shit. If The Last of Us mentions the COVID word, I'm going to cancel HBO. I, don't oh, know. No. I think do? they know better, my friend. No, they can't do that to their source material. Dude, that game's 10 years before COVID hit. So yeah, I am uh, all set on all that. So yeah, um, again, I think it was probably justified. I, I thought the performances were weird um, and weak in some cases. I thought the opening shot, like the zombies, it, we're not spoiling anything. Zombies, these zombies were so agile when they wanted to be, but when they could have killed her, They decided to be slow and and these types of zombies. That's stupid. Like, (laughs) I can't believe how many of them were just like, oh, wait, like, if you could see what I was doing, (laughs) that would have probably been a better visual for everybody out there just hearing me moan into a mic. They were just so (laughs) dumb. Like, they were the fast zombies. But then as soon as they were going in for the kill, they happened to be the slow ones and they would trip over each other. It was so convenient. I hated it. Uh, Ben Kingsley. I think it's Sir Ben Kingsley, isn't it? Uh, It's is returning to the MCU, but not as what's his nuts from iron man three, uh, as, uh, uh, he'll be back in the Disney Plus's wonder man series.
1: So he's going to be playing a completely new character. Yeah. He's he's, going to be playing Trevor.
0: No, which was, uh, what was his, what was the name of the the demand? The,
1: um, it was supposed to be the the Mandarin, but it was, it was horrible. One of the reasons why I hate iron man three. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But no, he's, I think he's playing something completely new while you Again,
1: I was gonna say he's he's a good actor. It's just he, that that role was just not good. That was horrible. So if he's playing a completely new character,
0: all no, out. Trevor, Trevor Slattery he's reprising pissed. reprising his role.
1: Yeah. I'm over it. It's gonna, gonna be stupid as shit. Probably
0: <laughs> the fake candor
1: I mean get again, like I always say, I'll still say it, but it just I will keep them I, them expectations very low.
0: I know nothing about Wonder Man. Like less than nothing. Well, Couldn't he, care he, less.
1: Well, he was the one that um in Guardians, though Nathan uh James Gunn cast Nathan Fillion but had to cut his scenes. So I don't think it's gonna be Nathan Fillion. I imagine it's gonna be completely recast. Uh-huh. But I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know jack shit if one or either. So, I mean, I, I love Nathan Fillion. I would love if it's him, but I imagine someone else.
0: If it is Nathan Fillion, I'll watch. It's been way too long that he has been in something like as the lead role. And I'm, I'm rookie, here for even it. Even though it's a good show. But. Yeah, I'm here for, for Nathan Fillion. I, I want to go back and watch Dr. Horrible sing-along blog now. That, that's been like a decade. Oh, plus wow. and so I haven't watched that since college. Yes. Since college. One of the songs came on shuffle randomly the other day, and or no, I was watching my old YouTube stuff from when I was in college and Elijah sang that song for a second. And I was like, stand back. Everyone it made me miss, it made me miss college. But anyway, twisted metal season one has actually wrapped filming. We're probably going to get this show in like February or March or April. It could be right around the last of us. I wouldn't be shocked if they go right after it or right before it, just to kind of keep the Sony TV train rolling.
1: Yeah, I, 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 I,
0: I, <laughs> I know. I, I know. I mean, I, I'm, you know, I know, I'm so
1: skeptical. It's like, you know, Twist of Metal Two is by one of my favorite games of all time. To have this show on Peacock of all places,
0: and Peacock's been hitting lately. The Resort was pretty good, which the finale is on right now. Doctor uh, Death was good. Like they got some stuff. Don't watch well, Joe and Carol. That show blows. <laughs>
1: well. Like so, so here, here's the synopsis of the show: A driver takes a job to deliver a package across a post-apocalyptic wasteland, being chased by marauders. So it's like Transporter meets Death that? Race. Yeah, like literally <laughs> Death, Mad Max. Yeah, you know, that that man, I was having a brain for. Him. Was it Tom Hardy? What was he in Mad Max? Okay,
0: so well, Twisted Metal and Mad Max, I see comparisons for anyway. Like I feel like Mad Max was probably an original. Uh, I like some inspiration for the original Twisted Metal anyway, mixed with just like yeah, i right. cars I'm like, and...
1: They could have called it Twisted Metal, and just named the character and just made their cars eat each other and I would have been like, that, that's exactly what it was. And I, I liked Death Rates. I thought it was great.
0: I... When I think about like a, a story for a Twisted Metal show, not a movie, a show that has to last 6 to 8 to 10 episodes, I'm sure it'll be somewhere between 6 and 8. Like, how can I do that? and it's like well what can it be and it's got to be something like there is this rogue new character trying to accomplish something and then these ca- this cast of characters ends up getting in his way and yeah. then maybe eventually they enter a tournament or something like that yeah. but that and that could be the last couple episodes kind of like cobra kai a little bit like how do you make that fucking movie into a show yeah. Well, you make it about this new character miguel and then you bring in the old characters, and then it ends in a fight. And that's exactly yeah. what they did. So if that's the formula, I'll take that. The, the I don't think it will I'm, be good, though.
1: Like the only thing I'm a little bit nervous, the only actual Twisted Metal character I see in the cast is Sweet, Sweet Tooth, Tooth. yeah, Played by Samoa Joe, voiced by Will Arnett.
0: Which is wild that Samoa Joe is going to be Sweet Tooth. I can't wait for that. I just hope Will Arnett doesn't just sound like Will Arnett. Like I hope there's a little bit of like zaniness or like well, fucking is, psychopath to his voice. That,
1: that let, let them put a little like what they did with like Batman's voice of Ben Affleck. Like put a little bit, of, put a little bit something on it. So it's, like you said, you just can't. T- oh, that's Will Arnett. Like put something on. It.
0: Yeah, Will Arnett's got like one of the most recognizable voices too. Like it's you know it's Will Arnett, and so I yeah, really hope yeah. that that's not the case because that would be a little bit disappointing. This is a show that I'm. Here's what I'm going to do: watch it. I'm going to power through. I'm going to finish it. I'm probably not going to like it, and we'll talk about it when it's done, and we'll go yeah. from there. I, this isn't a show where I'm like, oh my god, I cannot wait. I I do want to see a trailer though, like real bad. Just so I can get a sense of like, oh my god, this is what we're getting ourselves into. That'll be wild. That day is going to be fucking wild when Peacock or Sony says, and here's the debut trailer for Twisted Metal Season One. Jeez. Holy shit!
1: I, I, and I'm here for
0: it. Yeah, for sure. Daniel oh, wow. Stern. We talked about him at the top. We're gonna be talking a lot of Daniel Stern today. Daniel Stern has joined the cast for Season Four. Of for all mankind as a series regular, I'm very excited.
1: And uh, dude, this is great news. I I don't think I've seen Daniel Stern since Game Over Man, which was a Netflix movie. He had a little little part in it, but I thought he was freaking hysterical. Um, always good to see Daniel Stern. Glad to see he's, he's still out there. And um, I'm almost done for all mankind. I'm on the third season. So, oh yeah, um,
0: you sent me like a cryptic pic, and I was like, I know that piece of paper. You can't like, tell me that's not season three.
1: I didn't say that. You were just like season three all day. I could tell. I was like, Greg, I wasn't trying to hide. It. I was just letting you know. Like this is like you mentioned for all. I'm like, just,
0: I'm just you, proud that you have that you no. powered through. I'm proud that you got past yeah. the the parts where you weren't feeling it, and now you're on almost yeah. at the end. I mean, there's you're at one of the biggest holy yeah. shits I, in the I series. Mean,
1: so. I, all I'm going to say is season one was my least favorite, 100 yeah. least least favorite hundred percent. I mean, yeah. I'll, maybe one day I'll go back and I'll, maybe I'll get into it now that I know all the characters, but season one, that's, see, that's a good been... point.
0: I still think season one's better than two. Although I think two has the better final two episodes. I think the ending to two was just so stellar, but season three is my favorite season. It was top to bottom, a great season. His name will be Eli Hobson, by the way. Um, no, nothing else known about him or what he'll be doing in this role, but that's who we're going to be getting is Eli Hobson. Uh, reminds all I reminds me is Danny Stevens,
1: reality. not the least singer of the audition. I, I, if there's ever a character you want to punch in the throat, it's this kid.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I've all, every single time I hear Danny Stevens in yeah, the show, I'm like.
1: Bad. Greg, that's why I had to say, because I know me and you were on the same wave, wavelength.
0: Yeah, I'm like, they could have picked any name, but they had to pick a name. <laughs> now, if we wanted to, we can troll the internet and say, we had Danny Stevens on the podcast. For all- <laughs> and they're like, oh my God. And i be like, nah, not that one. The, singer. Uh, <laughs> the better one. Um, anyway, let's get into our top three here. I would I want to discuss our top three favorite Daniel Stern movies. And I'm going to give two caveats before I even dive into my list, because that's the type of person that I am. And then mm-hmm. I'll kick it to you for your I,
1: number I, I, I feel like you're what you're going to say.
0: You know my, you know one of the, the caveats. One of the caveats is my number one, two, and three would be the Wonder Years. It's my favorite show of all time, besides Breaking Bad. It is my number two favorite show ever. Anybody who's a long time listener knows that it is the best half hour show of all time. Um. He's the voiceover literally almost every episode. He's Kevin Arnold as an adult, but we're not doing TV. So that's one caveat is it would be the one to years, but it's not on my list because it's TV. The other one, Home Alone, not on my list. Um, Home Alone, probably the best movie of the three that I'm going to talk about, maybe the second best, but it's not his movie. It's Macaulay Culkin, and it's more Joe Pesci, too, but.
1: I, I, I think it's it's the trio. So if you would, I, I'll take Home Alone off the list. If you would, no, 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 no,
0: no, no, no. That was a personal choice for me. That's why okay. I'm saying like when you don't hear me say Home Alone, okay. it would be two or one in yeah, any other okay. world. But I've chosen to to keep it off because it's almost like saying, you know, uh, uh, I like you know, Jingle All the Way is my favorite like Sinbad movie. Well, Like it's it's Arnold and the Annoying Kid. It's not a Sinbad movie. He just he's just a guy in it. So uh, I happen to use another Christmas movie or like, well, actually Christmas vacation is my favorite Randy Quaid movie. So uh, I'm yeah, trying yeah. to get, you know, independence day. Like it's not a Randy Quaid movie, but you know, I guess if we were doing a list, it could count. So I kept those two off all right, for I'll, those I'll keep, reasons. I'll keep
1: it on mine. I'll keep it on mine.
0: And I'm still extremely excited for my three because they are wacky, wild, and a lot of fun. So with that, I'll kick it to you for your number three favorite Daniel Stern movie.
1: One, one of it, again, like, I can rotate these movies because they're all so good. And like I told you before we started, I went down a Daniel Stern YouTube rabbit hole and I just started like going clips and I was just cracking up. And I was like, damn, I really got to go back and see these movies because it's been a little while. But my number three, I went with City Slickers. Mm. Absolutely hilarious. Billy Crystal, Daniel Stern, Jack Plants, who was in the Batman. Uh, absolutely fantastic. Basically, middle aged guys. City boys go on a two-week cattle drive to New Mexico to Colorado. And it's just, I don't I, I there's something about the humor. I love Billy Crystal and him and Daniel Stern, I just feel like work. And I, I again, I, I couldn't even throw on City, even though City Slickers 2 wasn't as good as City Slickers. I still like it because they bring back Jack Plant as his, his other brother, Duke. It's just something about the city slickers and just the way they joke. And I feel like they don't make, they don't joke like how they used to. Like, I want to say something from the, like a quote from it. And I can't even say it because it's like, ah, nope, I'll get me too or some kind of shit. But all I could say is if you haven't seen city slickers from 1991, do yourself a favor and go back and watch it.
0: Uh, that's nice. I, uh, with my number three, I actually, when you came up with this, Top three, I watched it this morning as I was working. I had it on the background because I wanted it to cement it as, like, yeah, uh huh. I truly do love this movie. And it's a childhood favorite cult classic for me. It's only a 5.6 out of 10 on IMDb, but it's really the first thing I saw him in where he was the star and he is the lead. And that's Bushwhacked.
1: Mm, uh, good movie. The I movie.
0: see. Thank you. I thought the it was movie. good too. The, the <laughs> apparently the internet does not agree, but like long story short, he plays Max Skrebelski. I'll never forget that. And, uh, he's a, he's a, a robber. He's a bad guy. He's on the run from the cops. He's, a uh, um, he like without giving away spoilers for a 20 something year old movie, 1995. So like almost 30. Um, he's a bad guy who winds up leading a camping trip. As, like, the leader of the scouts, and they go out into the wilderness, and uh, mayhem ensues. And I just think it's a really solid movie. Um, Can I say something? Yeah, of course.
1: Did you know this film was originally conceived as a spinoff to Home Alone?
0: Really? Basically, him reprising
1: his role as Marv explains why he looks very similar to, you know...
0: Yeah, Matter. Here's a good one too. Here's a nice nugget. My three, as I look through this, my three are all within three years of each other. So that's I'm pretty
1: cool. I'm within I'm within five.
0: Yeah, I'm a I'm an early to mid nineties Daniel Stern fan. So I'll kick it back to you for your number two.
1: My number two, I there's a YouTube. I if you if you've seen the movie and you just want a quick, there's a YouTube 10 like it's ten and a half minutes of like every funny scene. I had to go with Celtic Pride number two. He's Southie, again,
0: Southie prize, my number one.
1: Yeah. And I, I was going to say, I can rotate this with number one. This I, I, okay. I love Damon Wayans. I think yep, he's hilarious. Too.
0: Blank I, man. Do you ever see blank man?
1: Hilarious dude. One hey, of the Damon, best. I watched for all my kids or all of, whatever that show was on freaking CW back in the day for my family, whatever the hell it was called, but him, <laughs> Daniel Stern, Dan Aykroyd, Christopher, Christopher McDonald, Shooter yeah. McGavin. If you don't Shooter know who yeah. he is,
0: mm-hmm.
1: dude, uh, <laughs> The shit that they say to each other, I just like when he was just they're on the basketball court and he's just cursing at Damon Wayne's characters, all punch bunch of slurs. And I just cracked up because it's been so freaking long since I seen it. I was cracking up. I was, I think I was still hoping for like a, a sequel. I forgot about the, the end credit scene with Deion Sanders. Mm-hmm. Hilarious. But so they, they get drunk and they get what's, uh, Damon Wayne's character bombed. And yeah, th- they they're are Celtics definitely.
0: fans, by the way, and he's he plays for the Utah Jazz, Damon Williams. Yeah. So, just to give a little context,
1: and you know that they are like they are Celtics super fans, like collect all the shit, like th- everything, and maybe a
0: little too much. Well, yeah, they look
1: twice like a super fan, whatever's above super fan, and just craziness ensues. It, it's not; it's only got an eight the five. Percent- point- it's an eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes, but I honestly, truly feel like it's one of my favorite movies, like up there of comedies of like of all time. Like it's probably in my top twenty.
0: Yeah, it's a uh, it's a five point three on IMDb. It's only an hour and thirty one minutes. It's a very easy watch. These um, they're both down on their luck, and so they they kidnap Damon Wayans, and it's so funny. And there's a uh, I can't remember. Uh, what country, but there's like a Middle East, there's like a Middle, um, an Eastern European, like Russian, like something like that, Slovakian, something like that, who plays on the jazz and he like can't speak English. And he's oh like, put yeah. me in, I'm ready to go, coach. It's like, oh, we Sit get our boy,
1: <laughs> We get our boy, Mar Albert, he's in yeah. it. And mm-hmm. also, I want to say for City Slickers, that was the first movie of Jake Gyllenhaal's career. He oh, played wow. Daniel Robbins, his son, and on uh, Celtic Pride. Uh, Jeff Ross had a cameo, the comedian. Yep, this was yep. his first movie he ever appeared in.
0: Yeah, that's a good, that's a good out. Thirty four on Metacritic, by the way, for uh, for Celtic Pride. So it's like four times as high on Metacritic as it is on Rotten Tomatoes, but it's only a thirty four. Um, my number two is, and it's, again, that's my number one is Celtic Pride. So I'll just end with my number two. My number two is Rookie of the Year. Uh, mm, yeah, and again, I think he, that okay. was his
1: directorial debut, right?
0: Not a. Uh, not a Daniel Stern movie in terms of like, but he being a main it, character. Right? But he directed it, so yeah, I counted yeah. it yeah. because it, it's like Tom Hanks in that thing you do. He's not the main character, but he directed yeah. it.
1: I, I count it. I count. You know, it.
0: so I counted it big time. Plus, he's arguably the funniest character in the whole movie—the pitching coach who gets himself locked in the dressing yeah. room. It, it's just so great. I forget the character's name. Um, blah, 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 blah. brick. Brick something Brick something or other Brickma Brickman Brickman may uh, regardless uh rookie of the year is the oh, highest rated of my oh, three Brickma. movies yeah thank you he's my he's the highest rated of my three movies at a 6.0 but this is like a really really solid kids sports movie and if you want to turn the nostalgia on. Rookie of the year, kid breaks his arm, can throw 100 miles an hour, which back then was unheard of. Now it's pretty commonplace in the game of baseball. He throws a fastball from center field all the way to the pitcher's mound. And then at 12 years old, the Cubs <laughs> sign him to be a pitcher. Like, what a wacky, wild premise. I loved every second of Rookie of the Year. I highly recommend it. That is my list. What about your number one?
1: And also, John Candy had an uncredited cameo in that movie as well.
0: He's the, he's not, it's not even a cameo. He's the um, play-by-play announcer for the Cubs.
1: Yeah, but they say, yeah, Cliff Murdoch. They say uncredited, yeah.
0: Yeah, he's he's uncredited, but he's in the movie for a long time.
1: That's the guy John Candy is. No, no surprise, number one, Home Alone. That was a movie growing up. We watched it every year. Um, yeah, what, I still say one and two are are great. One's still still better, but I do like two. Three is utter dog shit. Don't even waste your time. <laughs> Both were directed by Chris Columbus. Dude, all you need was Culkin, Pesci, and Stern. That's it. That's all you needed. Them three... Are gold. I'm due for a rewatch. I feel like it's been a while since I watched both of them, but I I absolutely love the Sticky Bandits.
0: Yeah, again, it's it's one of the best movies ever. It's one of the best ones you could have put on your list. But again, I stayed away for reasons I already kind of outlined. Oh, I'm,
1: I'm glad, I'm glad because of Rookie of the Year. I wasn't expecting you to say that one. I not a lot of people like that one.
0: Oh God, I just I love that movie. It's such a it, that. The Mighty Ducks. Like, I'm such a 90s sports movie fan. League of Their Own, 1993, beat them all to the punch. So, uh, but League of Their Own's like a not that's a pretty serious comedy. Like, it's one of those sports movies you probably take a little bit more seriously, like Bull Durham, you know, stuff like that. Um, but anyway, I, I, Daniel Stern, I'm so excited to see him in uh, For All Mankind season four. It'll be somewhere between June and August. And July, I'd say for season four, they're pretty consistent with the June to July time frame for that show coming back. They're already filming it. Like, so like right nice. now, um, they're filming yellow jacket season two and this at the same time. So like, how happy am I? Uh, I'm extremely excited that right around this time next year, both of those will be back. So uh, I cannot wait. Um, Actually, it'll probably be Last of Us, then Yellow Jackets, then this kind of in a row. So like that could be a great time for me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my goodness gracious. I don't know how happy a man can be, but I'm going to contend for that title. Uh, And lastly, in TV, Harley Quinn has been renewed for season four at HBO Max. Some fucking positive news for that streamer.
1: Yeah, I feel like it's been a long time. I feel like since I've seen it. I I didn't watch anything yet of season three. I'm slacking and it's basically been two years since the last season and i don't even know what what is on hbo max now mm-hmm. all right i I, I, dude, I forgot what it was on but again i i heard good things i heard it's great it got signed for season four so it's like all right i, I guess i gotta get back on it while well, i kind of forget where it ended it's
0: been so long yeah you know me i don't give a what about that show never will never cared never can never will don't give a shit just Whew. just just find batman
1: animated series a new home and all is right in the world
0: it's did they take it off? Oh, you mean Cape Crusader?
1: Yeah, that's what I yeah,
0: mean. yeah, yeah, yeah. I
1: hear you on that. Come on, let me take it over in gaming. Surprised okay. to even hear you played this game because you've kind of been out on this series. Let's get your impressions on Splatoon 3.
0: Yeah, it was fine. Uh, I don't like Splatoon, I just don't like Splatoon. It, it had a 24 hour free demo, uh, online, okay. so like, so that's why I did it. I did it at eleven thirty, by the way, at night. So I played it for a half hour. I played three matches, I think. Um, so it was enough. And so, and I was at the very tail end of it. They had a splat fest: rock, paper, scissors. I was team scissors all the way. I'm always scissors. You lead with scissors. Don't play me because I'm going to lead with scissors. You're going to win because literally just throw rock. And so, uh, I I got in there, and then I realized, oh, okay, it's not team versus team anymore. They have a spin-off mode for team versus team versus team, a three-way ink fest, And in theory, that works, but on paper, it doesn't. Or on paper, I guess it works, but in, in in practice, it just doesn't. There's a team in the middle, and then they just get bum-rushed by the two teams in the end. And if you're on the middle team, you're already kind of at a disadvantage. So I didn't like that. I didn't like the feel because it felt like Splatoon with new weapons, and that was unappealing to me. I didn't like really anything about it. I, I, I joy <laughs> Splatoon. Well, I enjoy Splatoon 2, but I got rid of it, and I was done with it. And, like, I don't want that game again with prettier graphics. I want more. And what I think Splatoon 3 is going to differentiate itself from the other two is a bigger, better story. But I don't really want to play Splatoon's story. I don't need that in my life. I don't need a third-person ink shooter in my life if I want to play a third-person shooter I will play Gears of War or Uncharted or The Last of Us. Um, Well, they're not really shooters, but you get what I'm I'm getting at. I don't need it. So it's just a game where I thought it was just fine. It is still not for me, but I will say this. If you like Splatoon, you will love Splatoon 3. I'm just not amongst that crowd.
1: Mm, That's fair.
0: Sony has acquired Savage Game Studios. People didn't think it was possible for me to talk shit on Nintendo on this fucking podcast. <laughs> yeah, been I've, been, I've been doing it for years, brother. I've been oh doing God, it for years. Strikers, golf, tennis, 3D All-Stars. They, this Nintendo has not been my favorite over the past few years. Give me a direct. I'll be fucking fine. Uh, Sony, yeah, they've acquired Savage Game Studios. And this is where Sony is continuing this weird recent trend of anti-consumer moves. And like, I'm kind of befuddled by this Uh, they raised the price of the ps5 in a lot of major markets the united states notwithstanding so we don't care we're selfish americans but like europe and all these other places they're getting a massive price hike and uh that's one and then they go and they do this whole bullshit with the ps plus and they took away the sly games from ps now and then they just re-added them yesterday uh, or they announced it but they're only in the premium tier so it's $8 more a month if you want to play Sly Cooper than it used to be, Like there's a lot of shady practices going on. And then they acquire this developer. Savage Game Studios is a mobile developer who's never made a mobile game. And so Sony's going to dive deeper into their mobile. And it's like, uh, man, nice. everything, everything Sony has done this year has been 100% about their bottom line. And that's fine. I get it. They're a business, but do you have to be so on the nose about it? Jesus Christ. Like, can you spin it any positive way, please? Uh, For the love of all things, holy do something uh, this year. That is like consumer friendly because quite frankly, Oh, and charging $70 for something like the last of us, which you're happy to pay, and I was at one point happy to pay, but like, oh,
1: I mean, I'm not ha- right. I'm not happy to spend seventy four dollars.
0: And but you did cents. twice, so you did it. Like, and there were, there's going to be I'm millions say, of people. It didn't feel great. <laughs> there's going to be millions of people that do when you have companies like Nintendo that still charge sixty. Granite, completely different. You know, graphical fidelity, all that good stuff, and then also. Xbox with Game Pass day one, so like they don't even put games on their service day one. So there's a lot of anti-consumer moves, and then to bring in a mobile developer, what are you going to do? Give me a God of War gotcha game? Like if this is the path <laughs> Sony's going to go down, and that's all hearsay, but like the the consensus from the um blue check marks, we'll call them, is that this isn't a good move. This is a move to capitalize on mobile gaming and we all know mobile gaming is just here's an inkling for free and then give me a million dollars to keep playing and continue to get yourself into that eco space. So I feel like this move should have been 5 years ago by the way. Um you know like that would have been a smart play back then. But this is just another weird thing that Sony's doing that I'm just scratching my head a bit. Just scratching my head. So I'll leave it at that. We we don't know the full specifics but this doesn't look great on the rip
1: we kind of figured already but it's now confirmed that diablo overwatch and call of duty will be headed to game pass
0: yeah phil spencer there's a whole bunch of shit going on with this acquisition where uh you know the uk is like well we don't really like this too much and we're going to investigate a little bit more and phil spencer has to come out and respond to that and as a matter of fact activision blizzard now has five days to officially respond to it but Phil Spencer came out, I believe this morning, the uh, the 1st of September, maybe yesterday, and flat out said, we plan on bringing uh, franchises like Overwatch, Diablo, and Call of Duty to Game Pass. And so there's your confirmation. I don't know how far that will go. I don't know if that will be new Call of Duty day one, Um, but we're going to get Diablo one. I'm sorry, not Diablo, Overwatch one. We're probably going to get Overwatch two on Game Pass. And then I would imagine all the Call of Duty games would hit day one on Game Pass, which would severely hurt, you know, the PlayStation user base, the P I don't know if it's even on PC, but like, you're going to get people that only play Madden and only play Call of Duty. They're both going to be on Game Pass. So like, there's another appeal. I've canceled my Game Pass subscription because I just haven't needed it for a while. Uh, I, however, think that that's just cool to know, like, these games are still going to come to PlayStation, but at least we're going to get them on Game Pass included in our subscriptions.
1: And the last story we have in gaming is actually kind of a big one, depending if you play the series. Ubisoft have announced the new Assassin's Creed game.
0: Yes. uh, Assassin's Creed. What is it? Mirage, I believe it's called. Um, That will be unveiled officially next week on September 10th at the Ubisoft forward. So we record next on the uh, 8th. So we won't have that for two weeks. We won't even have the Disney Marvel thing, by the way, that's going to be on the 9th of September. So they're doing that on a Friday for some, some reason. I guess D23 is a weekend event. but So we'll have a pretty massive uh, 298. That'll be a pretty massive episode. Um, there's also potential because Jeff Grubb and Mike Minotti t- uh, yesterday both confirmed a Nintendo Direct the week of the 12th. Um, and the PlayStation Showcase is coming sometime. So like two weeks from now could be fucking massive. That could be could a be, massive could be a two music. hour show. That would be in just gaming. Like that's going to be fucking wild. My notes section in my phone's not even ready for it, but uh, yeah, uh, we'll learn more about it on the 10th. So we don't know a thing about it except for the name. We'll figure out more and we'll look forward to that again. Like Sam said, if you're an AC player, uh, as we transition to movies at almost the exactly 50 minute mark, I love when that happens, makes my time codes a lot easier. This is a tough one. This is going to be a tough one to swallow for me. I've enjoyed the last two years. I know it's a tough one for you to swallow, but WB, DC has been making a ton of changes. And a part of those changes, per multiple sources, the DC and Warner Brothers are canceling the DC fandom event for at least 2022 and probably for good.
1: And, you know, thinking back on it, I think it's a good move on DC's part. I don't think they have enough on their plate right now to be doing a DC fandom every single year. I think they'd rather kind of now that, you know, COVID's kind of passed and the restrictions kind of passed. And I think it, they'd, they'd make more money during comic con and getting in the town hall H and, and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, I, I'm okay with it. I know Disney does their thing, but Disney's different than these. Disney owns half the world right now. DC's, We we obviously know they're in a major overhaul, so our next story will touch that. But you know, we're we're definitely nowhere near you know Marvel's level. Their ten year plan of all the shows, all the movies, they're not there yet. So I I think this is a good move of them cutting back. Probably saves them millions of dollars because they've been canceling, cutting tax write off. So we kind of know what DC's doing right now. So I'm actually okay with this
0: yeah i think because they only had two games really in development and so like once they're out that's kind of it for the gaming side of the fandom the movies and tv specifically the movies they can just go back to their big hall h presence at yeah, exactly. Comic Con, and so like they have another outlet and one quite frankly that they've used for years as their big hype time of year because you have d23 you have all these other things uh that that Marvel kind of uses to announce their stuff where they could kind of take back over hall H and make that because Marvel really owned it this year, um, a DC thing. And so like, if you have a resource there, it makes sense. It just kind of sucks because the last two, I mean, this year, or 2021 wasn't great by any stretch of the imagination, but 2020, when we were having a really rough year, all of a sudden in October, I think it was October 19th, as a matter of fact, uh, or, or close to that time, it was like, well, holy shit! We get this pretty neat thing, yeah. and uh, it gave us a whole bunch of announcements. We saw the first ever Batman trailer. We saw the unveiling of the Suicide Squad game. We saw the unveiling of Gotham Knights. Um, like, there was some pretty cool shit then. And ironically, only one of those three things is out. So uh, and it's two years later. But again, I understand the the reasoning for it. It sucks because, like, as a fan, you look forward to the dome a little bit. But I understand that it could be a good call. Are you ready, Sam, for Dan Lin to be DC's Kevin Feige?
1: I mean, we, we need somebody. Uh, like I said prior, you know, get all the old guys in, bring in someone new. Dan Lin, after looking at what he's produced, executive produced, he's done some great movies. Like they said, he was a big deal helping getting The, the Departed. That done, I see both Sherlock Holmes movie, Lego Batman, It. Godzilla, King of the Monsters, blah, 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 blah. oh, possibly a Johnny Quest movie. We'll see if that comes out. Interesting.
0: Yeah, but what I've heard is like he really will only be touching the movies se- like sector. I don't even know if TV would be involved, but it definitely wouldn't be WB's and DC's gaming division. It would really see, so be. So he would just of-
1: be DC's movies, maybe TV possibly, because it says DC Films and Television Superhero Arm. That's oh, what there it you says. go.
0: Well, then he is the, Ke- that is Kevin Feige. Yeah, that is. So Dan Lynn versus Kevin Feige will be the debate for years to come. But we need to give him at least five years to get his shit yeah. together. And Seriously. I,
1: and, you know, and got it like damage control. Everything what's going on with DC now, like, you know, they're canceling. People are pissed and they, they really need a plan. And they uh, Walter Hamada didn't really do DC any favors here. And now they regret of doing they regret doing the Snyder cut because now fans want and more. They aren't happy. I mean, again, you got, you should always say you're never going to please everyone. It was good, but I don't think we should keep going in Snyder's. I like that he got to finish his vision, but it, and to me that was always the plan. So all the people butter want to keep going. It's like guys, stop. They said from the beginning, this is it. It's done. They're moving on. Be happy we got it. You know, I I know they made money, so whatever. But I'm ready for something new. S- start yeah. something fresh. Get a game plan. Stick with it. Stop starting this, canceling this. Just make a game plan. Stick with it. That's why I, I kind of like a DC fan. Of not being there. I'd rather than not just, Hey, this thing's coming at the next, you know, it gets canceled. It gets laid three more years. I'd rather e- just wait, wait till everything's set in stone. Get a plan. If Dan Lynn's the guy he's our guy.
0: Yeah. Um, we don't know anything about it. So we'll just kind of hold off until we understand more simple as that. Um, but it sounds yeah. like he's, it's going to be his vision moving forward for the foreseeable future.
1: Yeah, and look, he's undergraduate, University of Pennsylvania, Harvard Business School. All right, he's smart guy. Let's go. I, I trust him. You know, I, I anyone but Walter harmonic Get him to freak out. Let's let's get some new blood. Come on, DC.
0: Bring us home, Sam, with your CG spotlight, your OG CGC spotlight.
1: Yes, this is a Green Lantern, number 25, 9.8 white pages. This is the first appearance of Larflees and Atrocitus is also when the Sinestro Corpse War ends. I mainly got this for Atrocitus. He's a badass Red Lantern. Basically picked this up because I know they're still working on the Green Lantern series. I'm hoping one day they will show Atrocitus because, you know, once, you know, yeah, you do Sinestro, you do all that, but you don't want to hit like, you know, any any like the big bad. You want to at least get the small guys. I think Larfleas could set up everything, at least if they ever get to Sinestro Corpse War, you got to have them in. This is a Jeff Johns story, Ethan Van Skyver art, and Yvonne Reese cover. This came out in January 2008. Crazy that it's freaking 22 years old already. I actually bought this on the Shortbox app. I I'm sure I mentioned this before, but I'm on the Shortbox Street team, where every week on IG, I post, I pick the seven best books that I could find cheap cheaply on Shortbox, and I compare eBay prices, match up, and I post a week every every single week short box. Download on your phone. It's free. To me, it's the easiest, best place to buy and sell graded comics. Um, I This is probably my fourth or fifth book buying from the app. Never had any issues. So if you have any questions about the short box, just shoot me a DM and I'll, I'll explain anything you guys want to know about it. So there was 418 total copies on the universal graded copies on the census. There is 227 9.8, 92.9 and 53.94s this was a book that i just i couldn't pass off yeah i give you guys deals and steals but i, I sometimes i have to get the deal once in a blue moon so i picked this up great price It it's, it's in a new cgc case no newton rings thank god and i'm happy to add this to the pc and just hopefully one day we'll see him in live action that's your CG ogc cgc spotlight green lantern <laughs> number 25 I, I, at that point i'm just throwing letters xyz you know og
0: abc cgc one two three spotlight and we're out of here in under an hour thank you everybody so much for hanging out with us we will see you next time on episode 297 fucking clickers